you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. God is good. Come on, put your hands together like you mean praise to him. Give him praise. Listen, when I tell you to do things like that, it's not to drum you up, but I just think I want to praise God every chance I get for what he's doing. He's done in my life, what he's doing in my life, and what he's going to do in my life because he is the Lord of Lord, King of Kings, and he deserves all the praise. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus one more time like he did something in your life today. Just a few things before we get started. I want to remind you, uh, last Tuesday night we had prayer meeting and we were up here praying at 7 p.m. You're more than welcome this Tuesday night at 7. We're going to have prayer again. Come up here, join us because we're praying for miracles to happen in people's lives, in your life, in the church's life, praying for our community. We've already seen miracles happen. We've already seen testimonies come forth. So come join us Tuesday night at 7 p.m. for prayer. Then like you saw the video, don't forget Thursday night at 7, we have the opportunity and the privilege of having the Watutu Children's Choir here. They're going to be ministering to us. If you're interested in helping volunteer that day, uh, go to the Next Step desk, sign up out there, they'll get you. The thing you don't want to miss is the Marriage Matters Conference. You do not want to miss that. I promise you, the very thing that's under attack in today's society is marriages. Can I get an amen? If you don't know, if you ain't saying amen, you're married and, and saying the devil ain't attacking you, something's wrong. You hiding somewhere. You ain't telling the truth because I'm telling you right now, the devil is after godly marriages. And he is wanting and he's wanting to, to just pull them apart. You do not want to miss this the Marriage Matters Conference. It is $59 per couple. We've had a little difficulties with the website. It will be fixed today. But you're going to come in. You're going to hear from uh, Eric and Gina. They are amazing speakers. They're going to deal with different situations. You're going to come in and laugh a little bit. You're going to come in and cry a little bit. You're going to come in and make a healthier marriage. Now, listen, we're not trying to single out people who aren't married. Uh, but we just know marriage is under attack. Here's what we do know. If you want to attend the conference, go get Get married. I'm just kidding. Everybody's like, what? No, I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> just go get married now. Then you can come to the conference. No. But if you're a married couple, man, if you're a married couple, you do not want to miss it. Go sign up on the website, compassion.cc slash marriage matters. This month we're talking, this, this month we've been talking about freedom and we're going to dive into talking more about freedom. Second Corinthians 3 and 17 says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, say it with me. Freedom. Now everybody say it. Freedom. I don't know about you, but 2024 has already started off kind of rough for me. I don't know about you, but 21 days of fasting has been a little bit, and praying has been a little bit of a challenge for me. And if it's not been a challenge for you, here's what I know. The devil will challenge you at some point in 2024. Amen? So we need freedom in our life. What I have to remind myself, and you have to remind yourself, is what Ephesians 6 and 12 says. It says, for our struggle. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I don't know about you today, but sometimes I forget about that. Sometimes I get in my flesh and, and I want to, I don't remember and I, and I want to bless somebody out sometimes. Amen. Anybody there with me? Sometimes I don't remember. I want to react in my flesh, but what I have to remember that scripture, I have to remember sometimes 
Sometimes I react to myself. I, I throw up these thoughts of what, what's the use? It is never going to change. Why do I keep fighting? I, I have these thoughts. It's going to be the same old, same old all the time. It's never going to be changed. Anybody can identify with that? Come on now. If I'm the only one in the house, let's be truthful with one another today. Sometimes I just want a clear answer from the Lord, but it doesn't seem like he wants to answer me sometimes. I'm just like, give me, just tell me, just, just tell me an answer, God. Anybody identify like that, that your prayers have been up? You feel like they're about a ceiling high, and that's about as high as they go. But what I have to remember and what you have to remember today is Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. It says, ask. Everybody say ask. Yeah. And it will be given to you. Seek. Say seek. seek. And you will find. Say knock. knock. And the door will be open to you. So my question for you today and my question for myself today is this. Am I willing to seek him to find him? Am I willing to, to knock on the door so it will be open? Are you willing to ask today? Are you willing to seek today? And are you willing to knock today? Father, I pray that your word comes alive to us. Father, I pray today that your words change our hearts. Help me articulate what you've downloaded inside of me today, Father. And we praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, you can go to Acts chapter 12. That, I'm going to be totally in Acts chapter 12. As I was preparing the sermon today, I don't have any bullet points to go on here. You'll see some scriptures, but we're going to hang in Acts chapter 12 because I believe the Lord's saying something to us. In Acts chapter 12, we see a prayer meeting going on in church is what we see. They're praying for Peter. Acts 12 and 5, it says, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly, say earnestly, praying to God for him. See, the reason the church was earnestly praying for him is because in Acts chapter 12, the, the scriptures prior to verse 5, it tells us that King Herod had arrested uh, some of the people who belonged to the church, and he began persecuting them. Matter of fact, he began persecuting the people who belonged to the church. He beheaded James, the brother of John. Some of you think you've got it rough. Here it is. He beheaded him because he was sharing the gospel. And it tells us in this scripture prior, it says that King Herod saw that it pleased the Jews. And so he was going to go arrest Peter because he was going to do the same thing to Peter. So they went and arrested Peter, but they had to wait to take him out and parade him around to cut off his head to make him a spectacle. Because during that time, it was Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So they had to wait till that was over. So Herod arrested Peter and he put him in jail. And he was guarded with four squads of four soldiers. So if we can do our math, so this one man named Peter, one man was guarded by four squads of four. So four times four is what? Come on, do math a little bit with me. 16, I hope you have one, six, ready? 16. There were 16 people guarding Peter just because he was sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we think that's bad when people mean tweet us. I'm just saying. The church is earnestly praying and they're asking and they're seeking for a miracle for Peter in his life. And Acts chapter 12, verse 6, it says, The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the sentry stood guard at the entrance. Now that is freedom. Peter is chained up, but he's got freedom in his life. You go, how is that? Pay attention to the scriptures. The, the man knew that he was fixing to be paraded the next morning, be paraded among people. He was fixing to become a spectacle, and he was fixing to have his head chopped off, and he was sleeping. 
I don't know about you, but if it's me, I'm like, how do I get out of here? I'm becoming MacGyver. I'm looking for a bobby pin. We're going to get out of this thing, right? I'm going to see how I can get these guards to become my friends and let me out. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be sleeping. Peter was sleeping. I get stressed out over a lot less than about to lose my head. How about you? Peter knows the next morning what's going to happen to him. I think maybe what this is saying loudly to us, what it's saying very loud is if you want freedom, you have to live in peace and faith in God, and God knows best for you. If you look around your life and there's always chaos, guess what? You don't live in peace, and you don't have freedom in your life. God knows the best for you. That's what Peter was resting on, that I know that God knows the best, because the Bible tells us that God is the author and finisher of our faith. He knows when it's time to take you out. He knows when you're going to die. He knows when you're going to live. It wasn't Peter's time. He knows the same thing about you. There's no other explanation but freedom. Faith in God will bring you peace. The Bible tells us that God, the God of peace, will give you peace. And when you have peace, you can walk in freedom. Some of you out there, you need to take a nap. You need to take a nap because, because God, so God can work on your behalf. The problem is you ain't taking a nap. You're trying to figure out how to figure things out. You're trying to figure out how can I get, and when, I don't know about you, but when I take things in my own hands, I screw them up. Some of us just need to take a nap and take a rest so God can do what God wants to do. Because we know us knowing the best ain't worked out so well for any of us, Amen. You need to take a nap. You need to take a rest. And if you'll take that rest and you'll take that nap, guess what? You'll walk in the peace of the Lord because you won't be trying to figure it out. You and I must embrace and surrender ourselves fully to God. No matter what, he knows best for you. And so we can, here's my thing. He knows best for you so you can rest in him. You can definitely rest in him because he knows the best for you. Quit trying to figure things out because that brings bondage into your life. Acts chapter 12 verse 7 says, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Man, Peter was sleeping good. You, Peter was in like one of those drooling out the side of his mouth kind of sleeps, right? A light shows up in the room and he don't even say, turn it off. He's still sleeping to a place where the angel had to go, hey, wake up. Hey, get up. Quick, get up. Let's go. He didn't even wake up. You ever had that good sleep? You ever been in that kind of good sleep where it's peace and quiet and you're just sleeping? Anybody? Anybody had that good sleep? So the angel slaps him and wakes him up. You ever been woke up and you're all jittery? Like, ever anybody had that? Or you've had kids and you wake them out out of sleep and they're like, ah, and their eyes are kind of weird and stuff like that. Anybody ever seen that? Or you've experienced that, that jittery? Well, let me tell you a story of what happened. Um, So Peter here, he thinks he's being disillusioned because he thinks it's just a vision. But I'm going to tell you a little story that happened to me and my family not too long ago. We were staying in a hotel back in December. And and so one of my daughters, my daughter had her own room over here. And in her room, she had an adjoining door, you know, the ones that connect to somebody else's uh, hotel room. And so I was like, man, I should, I should maybe change rooms for her. But then I was thinking about it because I was getting ready to go to bed. And I thought, well, my door has the fire escape where they run down. So, you know, it's kind of a rock and a hard place, but she may feel more secure, but we all were asleep. And I said, oh, well, 
in my mind. I'm, I don't know about you, but I think sometimes in my mind, it's wild. So I'm thinking about it. I, I, in the middle of the night, I hear this big boom, bop, boom. I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't swap rooms with her because if I'd swap rooms, it would have woke her up and probably made her scared. And somebody must have went down the fire escape. I'm glad that my mind, I'm still asleep, but I'm thinking, man, that's good. I'm glad I didn't do that, right? Feeling the dad award for the day, right? And then all of a sudden, I hear this bang, pow, pow, boom, pow. Oh, no. This joker's coming into my room. This joker has broken into my room. He's coming up to, he's got, so I'm up. Think about it. It's the middle of the night. It's like 2 o'clock. I'm, I'm up in the, I'm like this on the side of the bed. I'm like, all right, he's going to come over. I'm going to swing, hit him. Then I'm going to jump him, right? Then I'm going to tackle this guy. I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to tackle him. We got all, I, it's in my mind. This is what we're doing. I'm literally on the side of the bed waiting. I'm gunned, man. It's cocked. It's ready to go. I don't know if he's bigger than me. Maybe he has a gun. But we're going to get this thing going, right? 3 o'clock, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. We're going to get it going. And all of a sudden, my wife walks around the corner and goes, David! Don't hit me! Oh, my God! I was like, oh, that's kind of the sleep I was in. That was the sleep Peter was in right there. He had to be. He was kind of jittery and stuff like that. He didn't know what was going on. And the angel said, get up, buddy. Let's go. And it says, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrist. Think about that. Peter is chained to two men. They are there to secure him. They are there to make sure that he doesn't have freedom. Have you ever been chained to anxiety? Have you ever been chained to depression? Have you ever been chained to bad decisions? Have you ever been chained to addictions? Have you ever been chained to bad choices? Have you ever been chained to your mind? When you're chained to those things, the question you probably ask yourself is the same thing. How do I get up? How do I get up if I'm chained down? That's what I would have asked if I was Peter. Look, are you silly? You've got two men chained to me. How do I get up? And this is what he said. He told him to get up. You know how you get up? Out of obedience. How do you get up? Obedience always comes before freedom. I want you to hear that, obedience. He didn't ask a question. He just got up, and the chains fell off. you got to just get up sometimes. you got to be obedient sometimes, and freedom will follow that. Freedom comes through obedience. Peter didn't ask any questions. He just obeyed the instructions. Get up. Get up. Some of you have been chained down long enough. You've been in prison long enough in your life. It's time to get up. It's time to be free. Say freedom. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say freedom. As we're following this story in Acts chapter 12, verse 8, it says, Then the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and your sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison. But he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought it was a vision. See, if that would have been me, if I would have been Peter's shoes, I'd be like, wait a minute. I'm going to be beheaded in the morning. You want me to get dressed? No, I'm going out in my pajamas. You going to cut my head off? I'm going comfortable. That's how I'm going. That would have been me. I would have been asking questions. Why do you want me to get dressed? That's just silly. But he didn't. He just obeyed, and he got up, and he went. He followed the instructions, and sometimes that's all that it takes. You just got to obey and get up and start walking. That's when your freedom starts coming. You just got to start following. It is funny because at times when I read scriptures, different things stick out to me. 
And when he says, the angel says, put on your clothes and your sandals, maybe, just maybe, the angel was reminding Peter of what Isaiah 61.3 says. He says in Isaiah 61.3, put on a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Some of you have been chained up for so long, and you're still wearing the old clothes that you were wearing whenever you, when you gave your life to Jesus, or maybe you're still in the old, same old clothes, but it's time for you to stand up and change clothes. It's time for you to put off the old man and put on the new man. It's time for you to put on praise instead of despair. How many of you remember Winnie the Pooh? Anybody remember Winnie the Pooh? If you don't, you're too young, too old, whatever it is. Uh, he's, a, he's a fat, jolly little yellow bear that walks around. Well, he has a sidekick, and his sidekick's named Eeyore. Eeyore is a blue donkey, which is really funny. But he always, he's always negative. Well, life is just tough. It's falling apart. Nothing's good. That is, the, that is the garment of despair right there. That is not any praise right there. Some of you got to get up and get those clothes of despair off to the garments of praise, which will bring you freedom. Many times when we don't have things go our way or many times when we don't hear the word of God or when we don't feel God speaking to us, we stand and we're like, we're almost like toddlers. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No, that's the time you got to take the, take the garments of praise and put them on and say, I'm going to praise you no matter what. Because that's what's going to bring freedom in your life. I'm here to tell you today, you will remain chained if you do not change. Someone say freedom. freedom. Continuing with Acts 12 verse 10, it says, They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. The devil will try to put every distraction in your path. I'm looking at it like this. I'm looking like the first set of guards who had him chained down. That may be the natural. He had natural chains on him. And maybe, maybe you deal with those natural chains. Maybe it's temptation. Maybe it's trial. Maybe it's situations that the devil keeps bringing in your way. Maybe you have that. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If you'll just obey God and stand up, they will fall off. And you can walk past those guards, those chains in the natural. Because God's leading you. When I look at the second set of guards, when I look at them, I think about the internal. I think about inside of him. They wasn't chained to him, but they were at the gates. They were at the doors for him to get through the next set. And maybe it's not the natural, but now it's the internal that you've got to deal with. You've got a guard. they got the guards inside of you who keep telling you you'll, you'll never make it. Maybe you got the guards inside of you that tell you it's crippling fear. Maybe you got the guards inside of you that say it's never going to happen. Doubt. Maybe it's overwhelming feelings. But what you and I have to stand on is 2 Corinthians 2, 10, verse 5. It says, we demolish. Say demolish. Come on, say it with authority. Demolish. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive. Say captive. Say it again. Captive. Captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. See, those eternal things that have had you chained, it's time to take it and reverse and bring those captive. To take those thoughts captive. You now can say, no, I'm not thinking like that anymore because I'm a new creation in Christ. The old man has passed away. All things are new. I'm not thinking that way no more. I'm putting off the garment of despair and putting on the garment of praise. Freedom is just around the corner. So when I look at the iron gate, I look at the iron gate, I think about the spiritual. I think about the spiritual aspect looking at the iron gate. What do you do? This one's going to be a tough one. It's an iron gate. 
This is going to be an obstacle. It's probably tall. Just beyond that iron gate is this freedom that you've been looking for, that I've been looking for. Just beyond the iron gate, the answer to my prayers. Just beyond that iron gate is the answer to your prayers. No longer do you have the chains on you anymore. No longer do you have been held back. You've got past the next set of guards, the internal. You've, you've taken it captive, but now you've got to get through the iron gate. And I think the iron gate represents the spiritual. Because let me tell you this, with freedom comes responsibilities. With freedom comes responsibilities. Freedom has boundaries. Let me explain to you today, when I say you're to walk in freedom, but it has boundaries and it has responsibilities because Galatians 5 and 1 says this, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. You're not a slave anymore. You're not a slave to sin anymore. You have been set free. The chains have been cut off you. You've got past the guardhouse. Now you're walking out the iron gates. Don't turn around and go back. But they have boundaries. It says don't be yoked back up of slavery. Don't get yourself tied back into that sin. Galatians 5 and 13 says you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. You were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Don't indulge in the flesh. Wipe away all those things. That would keep bringing us back to our chains. That's what keeps bringing us back to prison. It's because we keep trying to keep feet, both feet in both worlds. You, if you got Jesus in your heart, this world doesn't matter anymore. You're to be like him, and that's where the freedom comes from. We are no longer called to the old way of life. We are no longer called to take on the burdens of your life. You are to separate yourselves from the things of this world. The closer you get to Christ, the more freedom you can and you will embrace. The closer you can get to Christ, the more freedom you will and you can embrace. See, some of us continue to struggle with walking in freedom because we're accustomed to be chained to the old way of life. That's part of our issue is that we're so accustomed to the chains, we're so accustomed to the prison, that when you're released and Christ comes into your life, you, you walk by and you just kick a guard and say, hey, I'm going, I'm going. And they wake up and they put you back in the prison again. But he's given you freedom not to do that anymore. He doesn't want you to be bound anymore. He, doesn't, he wants you to be free. Stop kicking the guard as you go out. When you get to the iron gate, don't close it on yourself. Turn and turn around and go back to the prison. Be free. Your answer's on the other side. You have been set free. When we accept Christ as our Savior, you can live a life, a Christ-following freedom life in his power. If you will seek him, he will be found and will lead you out of the gate. Acts 12 and 10, that little statement, I don't know if you caught it when we were reading it. It said, it opened from them, for them by itself and they went through it. God opened it for them. They didn't have to do anything. It is open for you. There's no reason for you to keep hanging on to the gate. Walk out that gate because it's open for you. 
Peter didn't do anything. God did everything and brought him freedom. And he spared his life. Somebody say freedom. Freedom. We're going to continue with the story in verse 11. It says this, Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. Did you catch that? You ever had those people in your life that wanted you to fail? They didn't want the best for you? They didn't want you to make it? Have you wished the same thing for others? That you wish they wouldn't make it, that they would fail? I'll show them. Have you ever felt that way about yourself? I'll not make it. Oh, I'm going to fail. That's not freedom. He gave him freedom. Then verse 12 says, when, when this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and they were praying. They were earnestly praying for him and they're still praying for him right now. Mighty things happen when we get together and pray for one another. It moves God's heart because his people are seeking after him and he will be found if we seek after him. If we ask for him, it will happen. Freedom will come to your life. Freedom comes through prayer. Freedom comes through unity. Freedom comes, miracles come because of freedom. Acts 12 and 13 says, Peter knocked at the, this one's funny guys, Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, do you hear that? She recognized Peter's voice. She was so overwhelmed, she ran back out without opening, opening it and exclaimed, Peter's at the door. And they were out, you're out of your mind. They told her, When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. Oh, they had faith, didn't they? Been praying for him earnestly. Well, I guess he's dead. His angel showed up. That's a lot of faith there. But verse 16, but Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter is knocking at the outer entrance. Rhoda, she's so excited and so excited that the prayer that they've been praying is at the door. It's just right outside the door. She forgets to open the door for them. Sometimes your miracle is just right outside the door. Sometimes you got to keep knocking. You got to keep knocking to get that miracle, to open the door. The door, the miracle's out there. It's opening. Sometimes you got to open it. Peter was like, hey, I'm here. I'm the miracle. What if that's God saying to you, hey, I got your miracle out here. Don't be so excited. Open the door and let me in for your miracle. You got to keep knocking because if you will knock, you will find him and the door will be open. Matthew 7 and 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will, or maybe, possibility. Uh, If I'm feeling like it, no, will be open to you. Some of us need to get out of God's way. Some of us need to quit going back to the prison, to going back to the chain. Some of us need to get past the iron gate because he has a calling on your life to step into something that you've never stepped into before because it's freedom that's on your life to give him glory and to lift him up. It's not about you and it's not about me. It's about the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's why he gives us freedom to spread the gospel. Some of you... Some of you just got to keep knocking. Some of you need to go to the door handle and say, come on in and celebrate the miracle when it gets there. 
Because Peter entered in and they celebrated and they, and they prayed and, and they, they shared what, what was happening and was, what was going on. But if you want freedom in your life, quit going back to the old ways. Separate yourself. Obedience will bring you freedom. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I got a few questions for you today. Maybe you're so used to being chained up. Maybe you're so, but you're ready to be free today. Maybe you're, you're ready and say, man, I, I keep going back to the old ways or there are certain things holding on to me, but I no longer want to do that. I want freedom in my life. That's what I want today. If that's you, I want you to lift your hands. I want to pray over you today. Hands all over the place. Father, I pray for freedom on them. I pray, Father, right now, whatever's holding them back, we lay it down. We turn away from it. We repent from holding on to it. We turn away. We're going to lay it down today. Whatever it is that's in it, whether it's bad decisions, bad habits, bad friends, bad thoughts. We're going to lay those down today because we want freedom inside of us. We want freedom in our hearts. We want freedom in our minds. We take those things captive. No longer will we walk in chains and in prison. You've called us to be free. We declare that in your name. Still with every head bowed and every eye closed today, maybe you've been waiting for an answer for a prayer. Maybe you've been waiting today. If you need an answer for a prayer, I want you to lift your hands. I want to pray for you today. Hands all over the place. Let me ask you this one question. I'm going to pray for you, but my question is, have you been seeking him? Father, I pray for everyone who is needing an answer. As we seek you today, as we're asking you today to give us the answer, make it clear to us as we're breaking out of these jail cells, as we're breaking out of these these chains, as we're breaking past the iron gates. Father, we're praying right now that you would give us the freedom and give us the answer that we're looking for. We believe this. You are our answer. You are our rock. You're our provider. You're our healer. You're the one who cares for us. You said, I have good plans for you, a good purpose for you. I pray over their lives right now that you give them the answer. The answer will come this week, and we will accept the answer that you give us. With every head bowed and every eye closed, the last question I have for you today. Maybe some of you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior. You've never asked him inside of your heart. It is so simple. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner. You've got to believe that Jesus is the son of God and was resurrect, died on the cross and resurrected on the third day and confess him Lord of your life. It is that simple to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He has good plans for you. He does not want anyone to perish. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. But the only way to heaven is not being a good person. It's by accepting him as Lord and Savior. If today you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, I want you to lift your hands. I want to pray over you today. Is there anyone? I see one. I see two. I see three. Is there anyone else in here? I see four. Is there anyone else in here? There's five. Is there anybody else in here that says, I want to know for sure I'm going to heaven today? Anyone else? Anyone else? Man, put your hands together for Jesus today. You're meant to walk in freedom. If you raised your hand today, you're meant to walk in that freedom that only Jesus gives. Today, you're a part of our family. We welcome you. And here's what we're going to do. We're, we've all said the center prayer. So as part of a family, we're all going to pray this prayer together. So just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my heart and to my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I ask you, to be Lord and Savior of my life.
forever. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the ones who got saved today. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Thank you.